as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, everyone, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 102. Thank you very much for spending a little time uh, with me, and I appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. It's 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 great to see um, the number of folks listening to the show or watching the show on YouTube climb each and every single week. It just it just means the world to me, and I'm glad that um, things that I have to say and the content that I provide you is is something that everyone is enjoying and it's growing. So that's that's always a lot of fun um, um, for me. So. <clears throat> Again, I appreciate it, um, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about uh, today. <clears throat> In fact, we have um, Community Day, which is going on right now. If you are listening to this um, episode, uh, it is going on right right now. So I hope you're logging in. Um, I know uh, uh, you all are going to to dominate this community day. I know you're going to hit uh, grade five. Uh, I'm hoping that you all hit grade five before I even log in. Um, uh, our, our My stream always starts on community day around four o'clock, um, which will be the day before everyone is watching or listening to this and this releases. Um, so that's my first community day stream will be done by the time you're listening to this, unless you're a patron. Um, but, uh, for, for, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping before I even log in on Saturday, uh, we've already hit grade five. So that's, that's my hope. Uh, so I hope you're all doing your good work out there. Uh, so let's be honest. I can, uh, I can just log in and, uh, and, and, and reap the rewards of your all hard work. Because that's pirating. Um, so before we get uh, we get too deep into this, I do want to take a minute, as I always do, and I want to thank um, our wonderful, our notorious, our amazing patrons who month after month are continuing uh, to, to throw their hard-earned money uh, at me. Uh, many of them both as a patron and also uh, on on Twitch, although the Twitch revenue goes to charity. Um, that's just that. Uh, but thank you very much uh, for for continuing your support. Uh, so I want to thank uh, Skimelt666, Lane and Registella. Thank you all for continuing your support. And if you uh, would like to support this show and my content, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. And there are monthly subscriptions starting as low as low as $1 a month. And it all goes uh, to helping me keep all this wonderful equipment uh, up and running. I, you know, it, it kind of all goes to its own little account where it's saved for uh, any sort of pirate talk radio things that I, I need to do or, or content things that I need to do. Um, you know, microphones, cables, the, the like. So there you go. Um, so let's get into this. There, there are, there are a lot of things to talk about, including, 
um, Community Day, and we've got a few things that I specifically um, want to kind of, I don't know, honor or talk about um, when it comes to the community. Um, so Community Day this year is extra special, um, I would say, because we are at the fifth year anniversary, and this is the biggest Community Day um, ever. Why? Well, quite simply, because it's two days instead of one. It is a community weekend, in fact. And you're going to have a lot of opportunities to go out there in the typical community day fashion for an entire weekend, uh, sail around, meet some new folks, play with some friends, PVP, PVE, whatever your little pirate hearts desire, and make a crap ton of money. Get your reputation up if you're still grinding to pirate legend. Uh, work on those commendations while bringing in a lot of gold doubloons because you know all the new stuff with season nine needing doubloons from the from the pirate legend voyages to old cosmetics to even renowned and the allegiance system so get out there get your plunder pass done get out there get your skelly curse get your ghost curse i don't know what i'm going to be doing on stream but i'm gonna have some fun um and make some make some delicious delicious moolah um so get out there have fun try to try to play with some friends if you if you play by yourself get into uh, a discord i know my discord has people who are always looking to play there's obviously the general sea of thieves discord that there's always starting to play use the community day to maybe reach out and see if you can make a new pirate friend out there uh, and make your playtime more enjoyable uh, to play with someone else a few other things I want to call out. You're also going to get some login bonuses. I believe you get a voyage of the Skull of Destiny uh, just to just to log in, and I believe there's also some freebies uh, as far as emotes and things like that that you get along with the Community Day uh, flag that we get each and every time. Um, also, over on the Rare Store, uh, because it is Community Weekend, um, you can get the uh, Community Day t-shirt, which is the black and gold. It looks really nice. Uh, the Community Day flag to hang on your wall if you are uh, someone who likes to put stuff up on their wall. I do. I definitely do. Uh, I'm working on building a new um, a new studio, so spending money on decorations right now is not in the budget. But one of these days, I will get all the flags that Sea of Thieves has to offer and hang them up around the studio. And, uh, and then there's also a sale going on. Um, I believe it's an entire site-wide sale uh, where you can get 30% off. Um, you need to go to see a thieves Twitter account. There's a promo code, um, that you can use. And, uh, and I believe you get 30% off. I don't think it's just exclusive to the sea of thieves stuff. So if there's other, uh, rare IPs that you like, or other rare merch that you've had your eyes on, this would be the time to go over to the rare store and use that 30% off code, uh, and get yourself whatever you've been having your eye on. Um, I also want to call out, obviously, Sea of Thieves Fest is right around the corner over there in England. I will not be there this year. It's just it was not in the cards uh, for me to be there this year. But I know a lot of great people are going to be there, and it's going to be bigger and better than last year. And last year, I thought, was absolutely brilliant and outstanding. So I can't wait to see uh, what they do this year. 
with pictures and stuff. I've told all the folks that I know um, that are going, I'm like, I want lots of pictures. I mean, lots of pictures. I mean, literally just videotape it and send it to me or live stream it so I can feel like I'm actually there. Either one, don't care. I just need lots and lots of pictures because I want to see how awesome it is. But for those of you uh, maybe in the United States who um, can't cross the pond or maybe those uh, folks around the world who aren't able to get to London for Sea of Thieves Fest, that's not your only Sea of Thieves get-together that is going on this uh, this year. The amazing Dread Pirate Doug is doing Feast of Legends in the United States. Uh, in fact, it has uh, been announced that it will be in Columbus, Ohio. So it's not super central, but it's also there's a, there's a couple really good airports um, in that city I've looked. And um, um, one's a, one you can get some of the cheaper flights into and one's a big international. So it is... It it is a, a good location as far as getting to it. Um, the other thing is, uh, because it's not over in like California or New York or, or Orlando or a big city like that, um, you know, housing or uh, housing or um, or lodging costs are, are relatively are relatively low. But um, we have some more information about this. Um, so Sunday, um, that is. Um, There is a small dick human that just drove by my house. Holy crap. I don't understand people who I deal with this on stream too, because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this, this room that's right next to that. And then it's like, it doesn't matter how much soundproofing you have, how much gating you have on your equipment. When small dick humans like that drive by your house, there's, there's, there's nothing you can do. It's just loud and annoying. And I'm going to leave. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not editing that out just so you can all be miserable like I am because that's caring and sharing. Uh, so feast of legends, um, they just, uh, released a tweet on March 24th. So March 24th, uh, is a, is, is Friday. Um, and, uh, um, they, they released a tweet here. So Sunday, that is the 26th, the feats of Le feast of legends website will launch. On Monday, so that is the 27th of March, emails will be sent to everyone who signed up for early access to tickets through the form on the Race of Legends website. Then Thursday, so again, we're getting to the end of, of the month, so Thursday would be uh, the, 30, the 30th of March. Tickets go on sale to the public. Feast of Legends uh, will be in Columbus, Ohio, June 23rd and 24th. Uh, if you want more information about this, you can follow at Dread Doug on Twitter or at Feast of Legends on Twitter. The website is not up yet, um, but uh, if you don't know who uh, Doug is, uh, Doug runs Race of Legends, which is a really cool activity. Um, that they that they have a uh, uh, for challenges. They've also announced that during the Feast of Legends, the Sea of Thieves' first official U.S. event um, will feature a Race of Legends tournament, a Cutlass Crusade competition, cosplay competition, a mini Race of Legends with toy sailboats and fans, 
a content creator panel, and much, much more. So if you are in the U.S. and you are wanting to um, get together with U.S.-based Sea of Thieves folks, or if you're around the world and and want to, to make the trek over to the United States, um, I will be there. I, I can say right now, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, you know, I will be there. 100% will be there. So uh, if you didn't get your opportunity to meet me last year at Sea of Thieves Fest, uh, if you were bummed because I won't be at uh, Sea of Thieves Fest this year, look, if you want a second Sea of Thieves fun time, uh, Feast of Legends in Columbus, Ohio, uh, near the end of June, I will be there. I want to make a special call out uh, to a community member and a patron for that matter. Been a, uh, been a patron for a very, very long time uh, with us. And that's Regis Stella. Uh, Regis uh, is an amazing uh, creative person. Um, and I just found out that uh, uh, I knew, I, I, I want to say I knew this existed, but I didn't know how crazy awesome this was. So, uh, Regis does a, um, a sea of thieves friendship in the sea of thieves, uh, like web series. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, you read it, right. It's, it's like a blog style entry and there's, there's a whole bunch of chapters. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Regis updates this, you know, uh, as much as he can, obviously he's a busy dude. Um, but there is so much content here. If you like, uh, kind of fan fiction and stuff like that, <clears throat> there are currently, uh, what it looks like 32 chapters, uh, to this fan fiction, uh, by Regis Stella. And I have been added to it. I have been added to the fanfic. Uh, I have been informed that I have been added to the fanfic and I have to find myself in this fanfic. Uh, I, I think, um, uh, a lot of it is based around, uh, my little ponies, uh, uh, friendship with pirates. Uh, so a lot of it is, it says I'm looking at Regis's, uh, uh, Twitter right now, fantasy of thieves and writer of my little pony friendships with pirates, a reboot of friendships in the sea of thieves. Uh, so go check it out. I will have a link in the description um, of the of of the show. Go check it out. See if you can find me. Apparently, I'm not a pony. I I asked Regis if I was a pony, and Regis told me no, I'm not a pony. I'm a griffin. So, there you go. Go find Davram in in uh, Regis's creative mind that is on the internet. Read it. Friendship in the Sea of Thieves. My Little Pony stuff. Love it. Absolutely love it. And find Davram. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Griffin. I, I, I'm not sure why Griffin was chosen. I feel like I am cute, uh, approachable, angelic, beautiful, like a My Little Pony. Um, so Regis and I are going to have to have a conversation about why I wasn't a beautiful little pony. Because I personally think I fit that cute, cuddly, friendly mindset feel like I fit in the pony world quite well, but I am a Griffin and I am honored to be, uh, in, in his fan fiction. And, and like, I, I'm just honored that someone would write me into anything. So there you go. Go check that out. Right. So let's get into season nine. So, uh, last episode 
we talked a little bit about season nine, but we only discussed what was released in the uh, trailer videos, right? Um, and, th- and that's very common if you've been listening to my content for a while. Uh, you will know that whenever something comes out in the news, um, um, especially when it comes to a new release like this, I try to give folks a little bit of time to experience it it's, um, um, for itself um, before I discuss it more deeply than um, just the, the the trailer stuff, right? The trailer stuff's public. Um, if you follow them on, on any sort of social media, you will see the trailer information. You'll get all that stuff. So it's it's that stuff is already out there. So I don't feel bad spoiling anything when I'm talking about information that is already out there. But if I'm telling you about what I'm actually seeing, things actually in the game, you know, not everyone gets the opportunity to play the game every day or even every week. So I don't like to necessarily dive into it immediately because I want people to be able to experience a little bit. So when they listen to me talk about it, they can have their own opinions about it. And in their mind, they can argue with me, although they don't have a microphone yelling at me and they could just leave their angry comments in the comment section or email me like everyone likes to do. So there was a lot of stuff in season nine. Let's, let's be, let's get that out of the way right now and just say season nine's huge. This update was big. Um, I won't say that it was game changing, right? Because in a way it was, but this was a game fix, right? I, I kind of talked about it. Um, that this was season nine back in the oven. And what was really interesting about me saying that in the last episode is I saw a tweet from Mike Chapman um, this last week referring to um, um, season nine kind of allowing them to go back to the kitchen and and clean up their creation, right? So I, I don't know if he's using that reference because he heard me talk about it or he's heard me talk about it before. Um, but again, I, I call this season nine sea of thieves back in the oven because we are going back, uh, to the kitchen. We're going back in the oven and we're finishing the cooking process on so much of the game that has been neglected and has not been finished, uh, for a while. So everything from rebalancing events, um, to making sure events are spawning properly, making sure the difficulty of events are how it was intended, uh, cleaning up some of the mechanics. Sure. There's still a lot of clean up cleanup to do, but if this is this first update is any indication of what they're going to do for the next three to four months, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more cleanup and a lot more quality of life and a lot more, you know, baking, if you will, and cleaning up of that plate. And I, it was funny because I, I, I responded back to Mike and I said that I've been referring to this as season nine back in the oven and he liked the tweet. So uh, I feel that Mike and I are on the same wavelength right now. Uh, he, he might not like when I rage about his game, but you know, Hey, look, I've got an Xbox mug that has to show for something, right? So I, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my highlights and my experiences, uh, so far with this particular, um, with this particular update. Um, so the first one, and, and this is the, this is the one that I will say I'm a little, um, I guess contentious on, and that is the rebalancing of world events. So 
for a for a long time, right? The world events have been based off of ship size, right? Galleons, brigs, sloops, and to be honest, I don't know if a brig really had any say in anything. I think it was balanced off of the galleon and the sloop, and then the brig got something kind of in between, but. Again, you do the fleet, and if a brig gets a galleon, how that sucks. If they get a sloop, woo, that's easy. You know, so there wasn't really anything in that that brig area. So the 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 point of of this was to remove the frustration, is what it was said in the trailer, was to get rid of the frustration of these events that took you a long time to do, especially for one crew or one person crew, a solo player. Two crew, uh, two person crew. The the idea was to remove the frustration and keep you playing and not having to sit there and just slog through endless lines of skeletons or getting a a galleon pop on a solo player sloop in a in a fleet battle and you're sitting there just struggling to 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 keep your ship up while also sinking them. Right. It w- the the idea was to remove the frustration and try to rebalance things. I think they accomplished removing the frustration. I think they accomplished rebalancing things. In my opinion, they went too far. In my opinion, they went too far. It's too easy now. And now let's be, let's be completely fair. When I say it's too easy, I have played this game for years. I don't by any means claim to be a professional gamer. I don't claim in any means to be good at video games. And it's too easy for me. I did a Galleon crew for the fortune uh, the first weekend that this launched. And I blinked my eye and the Fort of fortune was done. I didn't even see the last boss. There were enough kegs that had spawned through the waves that we just nuked the kegs and the boss was instantly dead instantly dead and though what i will say is the frustration of a 20 30 minute event in the fort of fortune if you don't have bubble sticks if you don't have kegs you know the waves upon waves of skeletons and then you got the skeletal captain wave and then you have the the single skeletal lord and then you have the double skeletal lord and then you know top it all off you have the ashen lord right it was a 30, a 20, 30 minute slog. If you're a really good crew with bubble sticks and stuff, you could get it done in 15 probably. But now it just seemed like I blinked my eye when it was over. The skeletons died so quick. Each wave had at least one or two kegs in it that we just blow it up and the waves over. There was no skeletal lords, which again, I understand where they're going at. I just think they took it a little too far. I'm okay with not having the skeletal lords. That's fine. That's fine. Don't don't add those bosses along with a big boss. That's fine. But it just felt too easy. Maybe reduce the amount of kegs that are spawning with the skeletons. Maybe change up the types of skeletons more often. With with how the the golden skeletons act now, if they're if they're doused in water, they still die they die in one shot with anything now. They die super easy. The, 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 the ghost skeletons, the only annoying thing, thing there is to light them up and you can just use a flare off your ship and then they melt like butter with your cutlass, right? It just feels a little bit too easy. And maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. For me, it feels easy. Now, 
if the goal is to get is 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 to allow the events to sit here and cycle and allow and, and to bring more people into the events, if you cut down the time um, because of the difficulty and how long it takes to do an event, you're going to get players in there. And I'll be honest, in the weekend that I played, the weekend that this launched, there were a lot of players, and that now we're back up to six ships, which I was glad to see, and the server performances were amazing the first weekend. And I was even playing on UK servers. It was amazing. I didn't have any lag. I didn't have any rubber banding. Even in PvP, it felt okay. There were some hit reg issues, but it felt overall okay. I always expect hit reg issues. But I will say that there were more pirates out there doing the events. The events were up, and then they were done, and then they were up, and then they were done. And there were fights going on over events. I had a four-ship battle over a Fort of the Damned. Alliances were broken. Partly because I made them break by getting on one of their ships and ramming it into another ship. But that's beside the point. Alliances were broken. There were, there were things going on when, when Mike talked about in the podcast, he wanted the world to feel more alive and more dynamic. And if making the world events easier, which means there's more players playing and doing them and more potential interactions with players. Like I saw that opening weekend. If that magic can stay and we can hold on to that and players will continue to play and continue to do these events over and over and over again and battle over the loot and alliance up. And if this magic can continue, I'll take back that they're too easy. Because that means they've tuned it just right so players are coming back, they're not getting bored, and they're going to keep playing this because they know they can get through an event quick, they can they can fight, they can steal, they can turn in loot, they can feel accomplished, they can get their PvP in, they can get their tucking in, they can get their whatever in. If this was their objective and this magic can be captured in a bottle and sustained through month after month after month, then I will take back that this is too easy. But if they can't sustain it, if this is just a drop in the bucket and they're going to run into the same issues where a majority of players one month after release are gone and the seas feel dead again, then, eh, eh. I, 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 I can't say that these were the, this was the right decision. It was too easy for me and my crew, but my crew, uh, the people I was playing with, they've played this game for a long time. They know, we know how to get through events when they were on the old difficulty. So this is super easy for us, but it was nice to be able to do multiple events and not get slogged down with one and being able to interact, even though hostile, uh, to other crews was a lot of fun. If this particular moment right now can be captured and this magic can sustain the player base for months to come, this was a good choice. But if people get bored because it's the same stuff over and over again and there's no challenge, people are going to, to go and the seas are going to um, feel dead again. Now, 
people are going to go regardless because people come and go from video games based on launches, right? They get a spike when a new patch comes out and it slowly trickles down. The goal is to lessen that spike that looks like a roller coaster and more spike up and then slowly go down, not spike. And then a month and you're dropped and the spike in a month and you're dropped. You want the spike in a slow churn because you'll never maintain a player base. You know, there are some players who will always play your game. They will play it every single day. That will be the only game that they play. There are those players out there. I'm very close to that type of player just because of my schedule and my time. But the majority of your players are going to log in. They're going to experience the new content. They're probably going to get through your battle pass, and then they're going to go on and do something else until your next update comes out. I, I, you can look at many live service games that way. There's going to be a core player that always sticks around, but the majority of your players are going to spike in, get the stuff done they want to get done, and then they're going to leave. But I'm hoping some of the changes with quality of life and, and, and making these world events easier, bringing six ships back on the server and making the servers feel more alive um, with players, not with NPCs, but with players. I hope that this magic that they've got just right now can sustain um, and we don't go back to Dead Seas uh, very soon. Or we don't go back to times where things are broken again uh, because it's clean. It's cleaner now. We need to maintain the cleanliness. And then we need to continue to improve from there. Uh, a few other quality of life things that I really, really enjoyed. The collector chest selling. So filling up a collector's chest, if you're on a captain ship, it makes it really easy because you walk up to the sovereign and you go sell and it sells everything in there. Uh, and then it lets you sell the collector's chest if you want. This was a great quality of life thing. Yes, there is a part of me that kind of misses the picking the thing up and handing it like bartering. But again, after playing it, and I and I spoke about this, you know, um, I, I spoke about this on the last episode. Part of me was excited for this, and part of me was kind of bummed out because I liked that that real feel of I reach into a chest, I'm picking up something, and I'm bartering with someone. Even though I, the bartering system is not there, it felt real to me that I'm like, I'm going to offer you this awesome gold pea bucket and you're going to give me gold for it like it felt like i was making an exchange now it's like eh, i've got a chest take what's in it ching you know it felt a little weird but here's where the quality of life came in and where now that i've played it i feel okay about it and that is time spent selling versus being out in the seas selling is 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 part of the game, but it's not the part of the game that you want to do. It's part of the game that you do in order to get your reward, right? If you could just go do an event and get your gold afterwards, cool. Go event, 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 event. You just get your gold instantaneously. Takes away the selling or the, the sailing and the selling and stuff. And I'm glad they didn't go that far, but they made selling more efficient which means you can get back out to doing activities quicker. And, and that to me over um, overshadowed the fact that I liked having to hand something to someone. Right. So I think that was good. And that, that also brings me to the harpoons. The harpoons were another thing that I was a little bit nervous on because I liked the real, the realism 
of you harpoon something and you've got to have someone there to take it off and put it down and then grip the next thing. Yes, it was boring. Yeah, it was, but, but it felt more real to me. And so I was excited to try out the new harpoons, but uh, I had speculation that I wouldn't like it because of the realism that was lost. I really liked it. I'm not going to lie. I really liked the fact that I could just go ka-chunk, 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 and we're gone. Let's go, right? Because I got back to playing the game, yes, and harpooning and getting the loot on your ship and everything. That's part of the game. But what you really want to be doing is you really want to be out there fighting skeletons, fighting players, sinking ships, stealing loot, doing events. That's what you really want to be doing. You don't want to be sitting there and harpooning for an hour. So the time savings of the harpoon made me feel better about losing that realism. I'm not going to lie. I still miss it, but I feel better about it. They also added the ability to sell tridents, which I think is fantastic because it was always annoying to have tridents on your ship when you logged out and you're just like, these are really nice, but they're just going to float in the water, right? You can now sell them. So that was a good ad. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I missed this line that I have. I'm trying a new notes program uh, and I'm not sure how I feel about it just because I can't like underline and highlight things um, like I could with my book. Um, I might be going back to my book. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I'm trying to be more digital and more uh, conscious about um, paper. So back to the harpoon, it wasn't a fully baked solution, though. Now, I just said that this is season nine back in the oven. They missed it on this one. They made it better, but they forgot something. So the harpoon works great for most items, but there are some items that you still have to manually remove. Now, I knew ship barrels um, would have to be manually dropped, right? Because those don't come on your ship. You just need to take from them, just like the flotsam. Flags. Flags stick on the, the, the harpoon. Flags do not auto-unload on the, uh, the deck. I don't remember testing if books do or not, but I do know if you harpoon a flag, it will stay on the harpoon. So they, they got 90% there, uh, but it was still 10% undercooked. I hope that in an upcoming patch, maybe the next update, uh, that they're like, Oh, we missed this. And we include that in there because again, we're trying to clean up the game. We're trying to add quality of life stuff. We're trying to, to, to recook some of the things that have been in there for a while to make the game better. Let's make sure this time we're fully cooking things and we're not leaving things raw. And with the harpoon, it was a change that I wasn't sure about. I like the change, but they didn't complete the work. They left a bit out. Uh, and that is a little disappointing considering the idea of this whole thing was to get the things sorted and, and cleaned up. So that, that was a little miss there. Uh, but overall, the harpoon change I like. This is a huge one. This is a huge one that I love to see. Um, and that is the ability in the settings to toggle um, the trinket and sitting prompts on the ship. I know some people like to sit on the ship. I know there's captaincy things for it. I know that. And it also turns up off the sleeping, I believe, but it turns up, it turns off those interaction points on your boat. And I absolutely love this change. 
immediately when I heard this change was in here, I went into my settings the first time I played. I'm like, I got to find it. I got to disable this because it is so annoying going around your ship and seeing these little pop-ups everywhere. Trinket, trinket, sit, lay, slit, sleep, slit. It's so annoying. It's just screen clutter and like eye-catching ADD, and I don't like it. I haven't liked it since they added all of it. Look, I want the interaction points to be important. Interaction points being important capstan sails ladders um and and barrels that's what i want the interaction points to be right obviously you also have the quest table you have on the sloop the windows we have the map but critical things that are helping you play the game sitting does not help you play the game it is a nice little rp thing it doesn't help you play the game Trinket placement on your ship does not help you play the game. It makes the game more customizable. Your ship more customizable to you allows you to show off with some of the stuff you've got, but it's not helping you play the game. So I'm glad that option was in there now because it really got annoying for me to see all those little pop-ups everywhere when you're running around the ship and it's like, whoa, what is that? or you go to interact with something and you grab a trinket slot or you go to interact with something and you sit down, hated that. So I'm glad this, this feature was in there. This was a big one for me, a big one for me. One thing that was brought up and criticized of them, including from myself, black screen loads. This has been something like a lot of things with them that they fix at one point and then um, they break. Unfortunately, they fix it and then it breaks and then they fix it and then it breaks. Um, they had this issue at the launch of season nine where some people were experiencing ridiculously long black screens. I didn't experience ones that I felt were too out of the ordinary. Obviously, they're too long, but I'm used to them at this point. Um, so soon after the launch of season nine, they did put in an update, which I'm glad they didn't wait um, like they've done so many times before. This was a good move. They quickly got on this and implemented a fix uh, to help load times with the uh, the black screens. And from what I've seen, I haven't like tested it. I haven't been into the game um, um, because of my work schedule to actually test if this really did a lot. But from the videos and the feedback that I've seen and heard from people, this update that they made was huge. And now black screen load times are tolerable now. So that is good to hear. And I just hope that they keep it. I want them to be able to implement fixes and implement things that players are giving them feedback on. And I want it to stay I am so frustrated after years and years of playing this game, so frustrated that they can't keep things fixed. They get a good fix in there for a food reg, or they get a good fix in there for black screens, or they get a good fix in there for something, and then the next patch, it's completely busted again because whatever they coded broke what they did last time, and they overlook it, and then it takes another month or two months or three months in order for us to get a fix in there. So I'm really hoping with this black screen load fix and a lot of these quality of life things from season nine that they have finally figured out a way to fix stuff and keep it fixed. I understand that there's going to be fat fingers. I understand that there's going to be times where you make an adjustment in your code that makes an un um, um, an unanticipated change somewhere else. I get it. Code and software, game software, whatever it is, is very like connected. And though we always joke about CFDs being spaghetti code, 
it is still very connected, even if it wasn't spaghetti code. It is a ridiculous network of code, and and we just have to keep that in mind. But also, they need to understand where all those intersections are. It's just like a highway system. They need to understand how these roads are intersecting. So if they literally take a, a freaking jackhammer and blow up a hole in one road, they're not breaking another road at the same time. And that's what they've had to trouble with in the past. So I hope this fixed. I hope this uh, this stays. So as far as my experience so far from season nine, I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. As I said earlier, I did a Fort of Fortune, and though it was a blink of the eye and it was over, I didn't even get to see the last boss because I had just died to all the other kegs that had just exploded because there were so many of them. Um, And the boss died pretty much in one keg hit, and I never got to see the boss. But, hey, I got the completion, and we got the pretty new chest. uh, Got that turned in. But... What I felt was there was there was something that I could continually be doing. It didn't feel like I was doing some boring, monotonous task just to get back to playing the game. It really felt like I could quickly get through a boring task and get back to the fun stuff, which is the combat, which is the sailing, which is the ship battles, which is the PvP. Okay, that was what I really appreciated about my first play experience of season nine was I didn't feel like I was bogged down by getting loot on my ship with the harpoon. I didn't feel bogged down selling my loot at the outpost. I felt that I could quickly, quickly move through the 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 tasks to get back to the fun. And I really, really appreciated those changes to allow me to do that. I liked that. Um, I like the new voyages. I tried the new um, specialty chest voyage where you get the rage chest, the grog chest, or the the crying chest. That was fun. Um, you get uh, a compass that directs you around, right? And and you get, I think, five chests out of that. So if you're someone who's trying to get those commendations done, like me, um, this is a great opportunity for you to get those done. Um, and, and, and I, it was really nice. You go, you go to an Island, you dig up your chest, you go to the next Island and you know, five things you can do other things, um, along the way, but you get some, you know, nice cheddar cheese, uh, when you get those chests and you can work on your commendations, just make sure when you're selling these chests, if you're working on commendations, make sure you're reading the commendation. Some of the commendations do not work. If you sell chests to the sovereign or to reapers, you have to sell it to the person that the commendation um, says to sell it to. Um, with that being said, um, if it doesn't say, um, for example, I tested this out. Um, now that you can sell fish to the sovereign, I was concerned that if I sold a fish to the sovereign, it wouldn't count to the commendation. It in fact does because it does not say turn the fish into the hunter's call. It says sell grog chests to the gold hoarder, right? That's one that you have to go to the gold hoarder, not the sovereign. But because the fish say just deliver fish, it doesn't specifically say to where you can turn those into the sovereign and get your credit for your fishing. So that was that was good. Just make sure you're reading your commendations um, so that if you get one of these rarer chests or rarer items, uh, you're getting appropriate commendation credit for it. I think the most fun out of the entire uh, stream uh, and sale was the fact that Adventure PvP is back. Now, some of you may say, well, the Hourglass brought Adventure PvP back. 
It did, but it also didn't because that is an arena-based 1v1 ship versus ship combat system, right? You've got a circle around you that you can't leave. Um, you know, other ships could come in and mess with you, but in general, it's just you versus that other boat. When I say adventure PVP is back, what I'm saying is tucking. What I'm saying is stealing. What I'm saying is a fort of the damned with six boats fighting over it. Or what I'm saying is an alliance that's like, oh, I found a ship. I'm joining them. Hey, these guys just blew me up. Come help me kill them. I'll split the loot with you. Those type of things are coming back and happening now that we have six ships and all these world events popping and going at the same time. The, the the adventure PvP system is back. Uh, we had multiple encounters with this on the same server um, uh, on the stream where we had an alliance um, that was getting attacked uh, by a, a, a just some passing by sloop. And I got on the I got on the alliance sloop and I used the alliance sloop to ram their alliance friend Brig, which made the Brig turn on that sloop. And then we got involved and we sunk all three of them and took all of their loot. And then there was a Fort of the Damned where it started out as a sloop doing the Fort of the Damned. Then a Brig came in and they allianced. And then another uh, sloop was doing something else and they joined the alliance. And it turned into this big four ship battle uh, for the Fort of the Damned. We won. We got the loot. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And these are the type of things that Sea of Thieves has missed the past couple months. Um, uh, honestly, longer than that. Um, and it's feeling like the changes they have made are bringing this kind of stuff back. And like I said, I hope it's magic in a bottle that they've harnessed and they can keep these things going. Um, because it this is when Sea of Thieves, in my opinion, is the best. When there are full six ship servers... There are events going on, there are tucks going on, there are alliance betraying going on, there's a lot of loot stacking, there's a lot of potential for stealing, there's a lot of gold going in, people are feeling rewarded, people are fighting. This is when Sea of Thieves, to me, feels the best. When all the players are interacting with each other in some way, either friendly or hostile, or friendly versus hostile, this is when the game feels alive, and I truly feel like I'm playing a pirate game. I don't feel like I'm playing a pirate game when I'm just sailing from island to island digging up chests. I don't feel like I'm playing a pirate game. I don't. I truly don't. I can log into Minecraft and run instead of sail, and then just dig down and get some diamonds. Right? It's the same concept to me. It's the same concept. When I actually feel like there's pirating going on, there's backstabbing going on, there's 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 outsailing your opponent going on, there's dipping and dodging between rocks to get that of that that one good harpoon turn into chain shot into I win this battle, that one good board with a good sword fight. Speaking of sword fighting, the sword works again, by the way. The sword works. I don't know about the length of the reach. I wasn't having too much trouble with that, but block works again. The sword feels actually pretty good right now. I, I, you know me. If you've watched my streams, I double gun a lot. I'm not good at it, but that's just because I get so frustrated with the sword not working. Um, but I, I was trying out the sword, uh, and I will probably try out the sword for a community weekend. It feels pretty good. It honestly feels pretty good. Uh, but this is when it feels like a pirate game. It feels like Sea of Thieves. 
when everyone's in their own little bubble and they're just sailing around doing digs, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who like doing that, it doesn't feel like pirates to me. It just feels like another sandbox game like Minecraft where you just dig down, find your diamonds, go back, go next place, dig down, find your diamonds, dig back up, right? Now you can do your tall tales and your story stuff, but it, when there are players interacting with each other, when there's betrayals, when there's fighting, when there's stealing, when there's really good naval uh, acrobatics and stuff like that, that's when Sea of Thieves feels like the true pirate game that I love. And that magic is is in the game right now. If you have stepped away from Sea of Thieves and you listen to this show uh, just to kind of keep up on things and, and listen to the next thing that I'm going to rage about that you're probably raging about if you were playing, come back and try it out. The game feels magical right now. It truly feels magical right now. And I hope that you can get all your old players and all your old friends to come back into the game because it, it feels great. Um, the other thing that, um, I, I like to see, I love to see the ghost fleets back. I was a little confused because the tornado, um, looks a lot like the Athena th tornado until I really focused on it. And now it's, I can see it's a, a skinny green tornado instead of a thick green tornado. Um, but what I liked that is that they use the green because obviously the, the, um, the Athena mission, the veil mission, the, the idea or the lore behind it is these, um, structures that were blowing up these ships and these structures are all coming from the uh, sea of the damned, right? Green. That's the portal that's coming through the veil. We have the sea of the damned. I'm glad that they chose to use the green tornado before it was just flame hearts head, but I'm glad they chose to use another green tornado. Uh, again, linking that particular piece on a story and a lore level that it is from the sea of the dam. That's where these ships are coming from. It's great to see that event back. I like that event before it, it's kind of missing a little bit now that there's no flame heart shit talking you, um, but it's still nice to have that event back. And finally, the brand new skull that has been introduced in the quest uh, to get the skull of destiny. That quest is designed beautifully. It is a beautifully designed quest where you get a compass and you have to go to an island. It's quick. You sail to the island. You follow the compass. You dig up your skull and a series of Fort of the Dam color shadow skeleton spawn. And you can use the, the, the skull to light them up like a lantern. You just click um, the 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 fire button or your, your attack button to change the color of the, of the skull. And you just walk up to the skeleton and it, it, right. It does its noise and then you can kill it. Um, I think the design, the art design on this skull is beautiful. The flame changing color on it is beautiful. Um, and the quest is quick and easy. So if you want to do a Fort of the Damned, you get the quest, you quickly get your skull, you go light all your things, you start the Fort of the Damned and you go. And to be honest, I, I, the, the Fort of the Damned battle that we got into, the skull that they used to light the Fort of the Damned was one they stole from us. Um, and then we came back while they were doing the Fort of the Damned and it's, Fort of the Damned dies pretty quickly. I haven't done one yet, but I assume that some of the world event changes also affected the Fort of the Damned to make it easier. Um, and we went back and we stole the Fort of the Damned loot from them along with the, th the three other, the two other boats that were engaged in it. But, um, but, but yeah, I liked that quest. It was quick. It was painless. 
The skull looks beautiful. I haven't sold one of the skulls by itself, um, but based on what I've I've heard from folks, is it sells for a f- a few doubloons, but not enough to um to to make doubloons. So you use doubloons to get the voyage. You can sell it back for doubloons, but not enough to buy another voyage. So it's a net loss if you don't go and do the Fort of the Damned, which is how it should be. You shouldn't be gating money um, by doing a quick uh quick quest like that. So again. Love the art design, love the concept, love the ability that you can uh, now start the Fort of the Damned, and we're going to see more Fort of the Damned because of it. Absolutely fantastic change, great addition, and it was executed to, to I just love it. I, I love it. As Fort of the Damned is my favorite event in the game, uh, and I absolutely love what they've added here. Um, but let me know in the, the YouTube comments. Drop a like. Put a comment down there if you're enjoying Season 9, what your favorite quality of life thing is. If you're listening to the podcasting app, drop a review, please, uh, and then come join the Discord. Uh, or hit me up on Twitter or send me an email and let me know what your favorite part and your favorite quality of life uh, item has been in Season 9. Probably by the end of uh, Community Day, by the end of the day that this releases, I will probably have maxed out my Battle Pass. Uh, that's a, that's a topic for two weeks from now, by the way, two weeks from now, captain Logan episode interview with captain Logan. Uh, that is one thing that I'm going to ask him about is how he feels, uh, the plunder passes. I feel like it's really fast. And I know a lot of people have, uh, disagreed with me on Twitter in my stance that, uh, the plunder pass needs to be completely reworked and, 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 and redone. Um, so I'm going to ask Logan about, um, his thoughts. I, I think he's partially, uh, in agreement, uh, agreement with you, uh, with me. But if you've ever listened to us before, there's always some disagreement that we have and that's why we're friends. And that's why we, uh, why, why we have good, a good time talking, but, uh, but there you go. Let me know what you think about season nine. Um, and we'll have captain Logan on two weeks and we'll find out what his thoughts on season nine is. Also, uh, if you missed it, uh, last weekend, uh, I did a stream where we watched the sea of thieves documentary voyage of a lifetime. Uh, I watched it live and reacted to it. Now that's not going to be the only time I talk about it. I know Logan and I will be uh, talking about it in two weeks when he's on the show. Um, but I'm also going to kind of talk about it probably next week, uh, and discuss a little bit about it. Cause I thought it was fantastic, but since it just launched, like always, I want to give people a chance to watch it, um, and enjoy it themselves. So go check out sea of thieves, YouTube and watch voyage of a lifetime it is the behind the scenes um of the making of sea of thieves and the five plus year journey it has been not only making the game uh but the five years that the game has been out in the wild it was a great watch i had a lot of fun um uh, so go check it out go check it out it's it's about an hour and 16 minutes so uh there you go there you go guys thank you very much for listening i appreciate it very much you could obviously come over and check me out live on twitch i don't do long streams uh but we do have about four to five streams a week um between four and six p.m eastern standard time is when we start which i know it's late for uh you folks over in the other side of the world but because of my schedule it's not my full-time job, so we got to get it in when we can get it in. So uh, thank you for those of you who watch the VODs. Uh, I am trying to brainstorm some new things to do on like my YouTube and maybe doing on Pirate Talk Radio. Trying to brainstorm some more stuff like that so I can get some more content out to you guys because uh, I know you guys enjoy uh, my approach to some things. So, but again, thank you very much for listening. As always, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio.